state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. So I was thinking last night, you know, I've got all of this time to talk on the radio, open phones, 406-294-0970, whatever you want to talk about. And I was thinking, maybe I should, maybe I should do a deep dive into the absurdity and incorrectness and all the things wrong with the January 6th case against Donald Trump. Uh, there, there's a whole bunch of legal issues in there we could talk about. And then I was thinking, maybe I should, maybe I should spend the time doing a deep dive into policies that can fix our country, policies that could fix the healthcare system. But and then I'm, I'm thinking, well, I get, first of all, we all know already the policies that could fix our country. We all know already how absurd the January 6th case against Trump is. They've basically made it, you know, it, it's so absurd. They, they've basically criminalized challenging an election result, and we have every right to challenge election results. I went off on a rant um, last night about how, how Trump, Trump filed lawsuits to challenge the 2020 election. Trump went to state legislators to challenge the election. Trump went to secretary of states to challenge the election. He filed state lawsuits. He filed federal lawsuits. He went to the state legislatures. He went to secretary of states. He went to governors. He went to electors. He went to Congress. He went to the vice president. And guess what? All of those attempts failed. And then Trump left office. And Trump peacefully peacefully transitioned power as every other American president has. And Trump put, so yeah, Trump, Trump challenged the election results, lost, and then he peacefully left office. Where's the crime? There is no crime. I mean, it's just so absurd. And then in policies that actually fix the country, again, we all know what they are. It's just a matter of how do we get our politicians to understand that they need to stop voting for more spending, that they need to reduce the size of the federal government, that they should stop wasting our money. And then I was like, ah. Eh, I've got about 15 stories here that just illustrate the absurdity of the radical left in this country and how horrible the Biden administration is doing and how horrible John Tester is. So maybe we'll just flip through those. <laughs> one of these one of these stories I wanted to throw out there, Joe Biden and John Tester are screwing seniors to subsidize EVs. This was a story from The Federalist, uh, and it talks about how uh, the Biden administration has actually pulled... $280 billion from Medicare's prescription drug provisions to put towards EVs and other green energy subsidies. Um, $280 billion was taken from Medicare prescription drug. This is part of the Inflation Reduction Act that John Tester fully supported. John Tester bragged. So whenever you hear John Tester bragging about the Inflation Reduction Act, Ask him, ask him, hey, why did you take $280 billion from Medicare's prescription drug provisions and put it into the green boondoggle uh, instead of lowering prescription drug costs for uh, for seniors? Um, and then, of course, oh, I love talking about EVs. Oh, they're funny to talk about. They're, let's joke about. Let's make fun of EVs all morning long. Securing America. On Tuesday, U.S. naval ships shot down three Houthi-fired Iranian-provided missiles in the Red Sea, the first time Navy assets have shot down a hostile weapon there. American F-18s also shot down several drones. That follows retaliatory strikes launched by the U.S. against Iranian-backed Hezbollah militants in Iraq 
after an attack Monday on the Erbil Air Base injured three American service members, one critically. Florida Republican Congressman Michael Waltz expressed his frustration on Fox. We have put significant assets in the region, air defense assets, bombers, an additional aircraft carrier, and now have a multinational coalition of ships in the Red Sea, and yet the attacks keep continuing. Waltz is also suggesting a shift in policy towards Iran. The best thing we could do for Israel right now is reverse course on Iran, cut off the cash, and hit Iran back where it counts. Kim Uretsky, Fox News. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With mostly sunny conditions across the area for today. High temperatures range from about 32 in Bozeman to 40 in the Billings area. For tonight, partly cloudy skies expected. Lows from around 20 in Bozeman, mid-20s in Billings. And then Thursday's outlook calls for breaks of sun and some clouds around the region. High temperatures from the upper 30s in Bozeman, mid-40s in Billings. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. David Noble filling in for Aaron Flint. Noble with the K. I'm going to turn you here in Billings. You can find me online at LectureFan, L-C-T-R-F-A-N, on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's go straight to the phones here since this is Montana Talks, and we've got... The great caller, Nancy, from Roundup, wanting to talk about a story that I've actually got printed here up already. So, Nancy, thanks for calling. And good morning, David. And I hope everyone's Christmas was wonderful. Mine was. And uh, I just want to say something about Christmas this year. Um, I didn't hear Happy Holidays at all. Everybody was Merry Christmas this, Merry Christmas that. I don't know about on your end, but I didn't. It was just wonderful to see a wokeness destroyed. Merry Christmas is what everybody was saying. Amen. And uh, I know uh, it's this latest caravan of illegals that are on their way to uh, the Tex-Mex border. 35,000 illegals crossed during the Christmas weekend. And so far, we know that there's been 2.5 million plus God knows how many getaways uh, that have crossed the uh, southern border since Joe Biden's been in office. But what I want to offer here is uh, there were some interviews done of some of these latest illegals on their way to uh, our country. And some of these guys uh, said that they had wives and children back in their homelands, like, like this particular one was from Honduras. So that means... Once these guys get into our country, and if they manage to stay here without being deported, they'll get established. Then they're going to want their wives and their kids brought here. That's going to uh, double and triple the amount of illegals that have entered our country uh, in the last uh, three going on almost four years now. And that that is uh, horrific news. And what I, um, I'm, I'm telling you, I am just overwhelmed by this illegal uh uh, alien situation, and, and I have neighbors uh, that live part-time in Arizona. They have a house and a business there, and they live here next door to me part of the year, and they're here now for Christmas because uh, um, uh, she is originally from Billings and has family here. And they told me their business and their home is about an hour and a half from Yuma, and that uh, they know for a fact 
that every illegal that enters Lukeville, Arizona, is getting a $5,000 gift card plus a cell phone. And what these illegals are doing is they're just blowing this money, this gift card on anything and everything, and then they take up to panhandling. And uh, it's just absurd, and we cannot uh, continue this. And, of course, we know that there's an organization that's called Nations to Neighbors, uh, apparently it's Catholic-based, that are going to bring in 100 uh, so-called refugee families between uh, January of 2024 and September of 2024. And uh, that is going to uh, cost the Billings, um, uh, Montana taxpayers an arm and a leg. I mean, 100 families, that costs a lot of money to establish them there. And uh, I don't know, David, uh, I'm hearing that uh, Mayorkas and uh, Blinken are on their way to the border right now uh, to talk with the worthless president of Mexico. He has done nothing nothing, and will do nothing because he's under the thumb of the Mexican cartel. And they're saying that this next 6,000 are going to be allowed into the country legal. And uh, in the meantime today, the House representative and Congress is back in session working on bills to uh, seal that border and to make some changes. So it's, it's, I'm on tins and needles. I want to know what's going to happen. I can't wait until I hear what the House is going to say here on this. What do you think, David? Well, I, I think, thanks so much for the call, Nancy. Great call. I, I agree that, that that is the maybe the most important issue. That, maybe the federal debt, federal deficit. But this immigration system, these illegal aliens coming in is clearly one of the most important issues facing our country right now. And you just we we just can't continue as a country if this is going to happen. I'm I'm left wondering what on earth are all these illegal aliens doing once they get shipped around to whatever place they want to go to? Um, I'm also, you know, I'm thinking there is a way that we can fix this issue. There's a reason. Right. There's a reason they're coming here. What's what's the reason they're coming here and doing so in such a disrespectful and blatantly illegal way? Well, the reason they're doing it is because there's some benefit to them. And so what is that benefit? What what's what are they is it a better job? Is it the government handouts? Is it both? Is it, you know, so but the issue what I'm what I'm hopeful about on this issue is that a lot of these people may end up going back if they're not able to get a job, if they're not able to get public benefits. You know, maybe not. Maybe maybe they just want to they, they want to be with some family member here, or or they want to just come here and exist. But if they don't, if they can't get a job, and they can't get any public benefits, then why do they want to come here? And especially if we're such as horrible America is such a horrible horrible country. So, you know, what wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great if we put in place actual laws to to prevent? Whatever it is, the reason that these people are coming here, I happen to think it's jobs and public benefits. So if we had laws in place that basically prevented them from getting jobs and prevented them from receiving public benefits, wouldn't a lot of them go back? Wouldn't a lot of them go? Home? Maybe not. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they would like to, maybe they'd all like to stay here, um, even if they can't get any kind of public benefits and even if they can't get you know driver. They get driver's licenses in a lot of these Democrat states, and then once you get a driver's license, you can register to vote. That's, it's, a, it's the most amazing thing in California. I remember the Judicial Watch did this study on California where it was basically trying to figure out, you know, how many illegal aliens are voting in California? And Judicial Watch was basically like a ton because what happens is, is they get the driver's licenses, 
And then they go and they get they go to the DMV and the DMV says, "Oh, we don't check for citizenship." And then they get the driver's license. Then they go to get the driver's license and they go register to vote. And the Secretary of State says, "No, we don't check that. We just check if they got a driver's license." So what's the end result of that? One of the big reasons why this Bidenomics term is so unpopular is because everything is so expensive right now. Everything is. Uh, here's the deal, though. If you want to save some money on prescription drugs, not only save money on prescription drugs, but also save money uh, on gas as well, here's what you can do. You can, you can transfer your prescriptions to Farm 406. You can have them deliver your prescriptions to you so you don't have to gas up your car and drive them. Uh, they can deliver them in the mail, or if you live in the Billings area, they'll drive them to you. Uh, here's the other thing, is that you can take advantage of their cost plus program. Sometimes this will be better cost than your insurance even covered uh, prescriptions. So make sure you get all the Farm 406. Ask them about their cost plus program. As, as I understand it, you can get you all of your prescriptions for the entire year at cost. Check them out, farm406.com. That's with the PH. Or, or if you're in Billings, drop by 38th and Grand. Hey, this is so cool. You guys are going to want to act fast. You're going to want to get your tickets. You're going to want to book a whole table if you can. Seth Dillon, the CEO of the incredibly popular Babylon Bee website, is going to be in Billings, Montana this February. We had a great conversation, got to catch up with Seth Dillon here recently, talking about all the censorship and how the Babylon Bee didn't bend at the knee. Going to be so great to see Seth Dillon here. Get your tickets and more. Go to MontanaTalks.com for all the info. With the Daybreak Ag Report on the Western Ag Network, I'm Lane Nordmont. Regardless of what national cattle group you may be affiliated with, they all seem to be joining in one battle cry. Stop the importation of beef from Paraguay. Here in the Western Ag Network country, elected officials are joining in. Our network's Haley Ship. As more. In a milestone announcement, the Biden administration announced last month that as of December 14th, 2023, imports of beef from Paraguay would be accepted in the U.S. It's the first time in 25 years such a transport has been allowed from the South American country with historic foot and mouth disease struggles. Not on board is U.S. Senator for the state of Montana, John Tester. I sat down with him this week. Are they putting the whole industry at risk? Because I do believe that's the case. Doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Tester, who is a farmer himself, has joined with South Dakota Senator Mike Rounds to double down against the move. We're going to stop this and we're going to do it one of two ways. Either we'll have an act of Congress or a bill that Senator Rounds and I have. Or we'll do it through a thing called the Congressional Review Act, where, which will bring it up and say, you know what, the administration can't implement this rule and Congress will vote on it. I honestly think if that's put up in front of the Senate, we'll get nearly every one of the votes of the senators for it. Because I just think this is bad policy. It doesn't make any sense for production agriculture, and it doesn't make any sense for the consumer either. So it's really a lose-lose situation. While the concern for cattle health, FMD is not a threat to food safety or human health, according to the USDA, FDA, CDC, and World Health Organization. Hey, thank you so much, Haley. This is a topic very unsettling to the entire cattle industry that we will continue to watch and share with you all in the countryside. You're looking for the perfect Christmas gift? Look no further than a Montana Farm Bureau membership. 
A Montana Farm Bureau membership offers money-saving membership benefits, educational information about agriculture, great conferences, advocacy training, and a voice for farmers and ranchers in Helena and Washington, D.C. Look for colorful Farm Bureau apparel from hoodies and t-shirts to sweaters and coffee mugs. And their Legacies book is perfect for the history buff on your list. For more information, visit mfbf.org. Merry Christmas, everyone, from the Montana Farm Bureau. We're excited to share that Northwest Farm Credit Services is now AgWest Farm Credit. AgWest is here to provide the financial services you need, a dedicated staff to understand your business, and a commitment to helping you grow your best future. It's how we've been serving farmers and ranchers for over 100 years. Grounded by tradition, inspired by possibility, call or visit agwestfc.com. Equal Opportunity Provider and Employer Equal Housing Lender. Well, it's been a pretty open winter so far across much of Western Ag Network country. So what should we expect in the new year? USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. We're looking at the time period from January 2nd through 8th of 2024. We expect the relatively mild conditions to continue as we head into the new year. Near or above normal temperatures across the majority of the country. Cooler than normal conditions will be confined primarily to the southeast. And that's largely due to persistent cloud cover helping to hold down temperatures. Temperatures. So moving to the precipitation outlook from January 2nd through the 8th, we do expect our wettest conditions across the southern half of the country, stretching eastward from California all the way through the southern plains into the Gulf Coast states and to the southern Atlantic coast. Meanwhile, the northern half of the country, we are expecting mostly near or below normal precipitation. Greatest likelihood of having drier than normal conditions will be the Great Lakes and northeastern states. That is a forecast that is a classic El Nino forecast with wetter conditions to the south milder and drier conditions as you head to the northern U.S. That was USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey on my Northland Western Ag Network. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. So here's the story. Uh, the caravan of the illegal aliens coming to the United States uh, is the largest in over a year um, the massive migrant care, this is New York Post, the massive migrant caravan making its way through Mexico to the U.S. border is the largest in more than a year. As it was revealed, more than 730,000 asylum seekers have been encountered at the southern border just since October, just since October. Uh, the hordes of migrants uh, set off for the U.S. on Sunday, walking more than nine miles from the Mexican southern border city Tapacula to get to Alvaro Obregon, whatever, whatever. An estimated 8,000 asylum seekers are en route, marking the largest migrant caravan approaching the U.S. Their Christmas Eve dinner comprised sandwiches, a bottle of water, and a banana handed out by a local church. They spent Christmas night sleeping on cardboard or plastic under awnings and tents. Radical migrant rights activist Luis Villagran, who is accompanying the group, has warned that the caravan could grow to 15,000 people carrying signs reading Exodus from Poverty by the time it reaches the border. We won't stop. We'll keep walking, he vowed. Isn't this just infuriating? Isn't this just absolutely infuriating? I know a lot of people on Twitter are calling this straight-up treason uh, for the fact that the the U.S. Mil Where's the U.S. military going in to stop this caravan? Uh, there have been more than 730,000 illegal alien encounters at the southern border just since October 1st, just in the last couple of months. Um, 
a staggering number that eclipses the entire population of Denver just in a few months. Um, December currently on pace to set a monthly record in illegal alien encounters. 10,000 illegal aliens apprehended every single day this month. 10,000 illegal aliens apprehended every day this month. Not include, not, not counting, of course, the, the, the real horrible criminals that, that don't get caught. These, these illegal aliens, they turn themselves in. They want to get caught because that's what these, NGOs are telling them that's what the George Soros funded groups are advising them. Turn yourself into the U.S. Border Patrol. Biden will let you in. Don't worry. Just tell them that you're claiming asylum and then say the magic words and you'll get an asylum case and then you'll get a you'll get a uh, court date for like 2030, 2031. Uh, we talked about a story last week about uh, an illegal alien who was basically filed a fraudulent asylum claim and then was given um, given a, a court date in 2031. And yeah, then they get to and then they get to stay here, um, and that and then the Democrats and the leftists and the testers of the world will tell you they're not illegal aliens. They're not illegal aliens. They're asylum claim. It's not illegal to claim asylum. It's not illegal to claim asylum. They're, they're not illegal aliens. Um, yeah, they are, and these are fraudulent asylum claims. And we got to change the asylum system so you don't get to this. This can't happen. These people. Are, they're literally economic migrants. They want they want money. They want better jobs. That's not a valid basis for asylum. Sorry. I'm Gianna Gelosi. Top officials of the Biden administration are heading down to Mexico to meet with President Obrador as a caravan of thousands of migrants marches towards the southern border. This while talks on border policy restart in Washington. The House has been pretty clear. Our position is H.R. 2, which we passed back in the spring. It will secure the border. It will toughen border security measures. And I think that's where ultimately I hope uh, that, this, this, that this lands. A South Carolina Congressman Russell Fry. Family members say the body of 18-year-old Savannah Soto and that of her boyfriend have been found in a car in San Antonio. The teen was nine months pregnant and went missing a week past her due date. Soto disappeared before she was scheduled to be induced. According to our affiliate, Soto's boyfriend, Matthew Guerra, was on a probation for assaulting her last Christmas, 2022. Fox David Spunt, listening to Fox News. Got a message from Bruce in Ennis. Bruce says, Mr. Noble, there's already laws on the books. But if they come as a refugee, there's a clause in those laws that allow them to receive benefits while they await their status hearing, which is out four years now. True, Bruce. Good good point. Good point, Bruce and Ennis. I agree. You know, yeah, we're all talking about we just heard it at the at the bottom of the hour news break there. We just heard, oh, we're having these meetings on Capitol Hill and the House passed, you know, H.R. 2 and, and the Senate is in negotiations to, 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 to implement border security in exchange for Ukraine. It's like we've already this is already illegal. This is we already have laws on the books. Bruce is right. Donald Trump was able to secure the border by simply putting in place one simple rule it's called remain in mexico um it's absurd like why if you're an asylum claimant and you file a fraudulent asylum claim why should you get to wait in the united states for four or five years collecting public benefits and welfare and food stamps and getting driver's licenses um and heck you could even become 
a police officer uh, in in California. In California, they actually allow illegal aliens to get driver's licenses and to become law enforcement. Uh, just the news has a story out. L.A. is looking to allow the illegal alien police officers to be armed 24-7. So in California, they want the illegal aliens who are working as police officers, they want them to be armed all the time 24-7. But not you, not the American citizen. I mean, how just straight up evil is that? The LAPD Oversight Committee approved new guidelines allowing illegal alien police officers to be armed at all times. I mean, just the absurdity of it. This is like spitting in your face. Putting in illegal aliens into law enforcement? I thought if you I thought if you were gonna be law enforcement you had to obey the laws. Why do we have why do we have lawbreakers, illegals, acting as law enforcement? Are they gonna arrest themselves and deport themselves? What we need is what Donald Trump has called for, which is the largest deportation operation in human history. And frankly, Remember when, uh, was it Mitt Romney? Was it Mitt Romney that got in trouble for, for talking about self-deportation? And it's like, well, self-deportation is just uh, people are going to go home because they're coming here for all this free money and, and, and a good job and a good economy. Do they, real, do they realize that uh, most Americans are living paycheck to paycheck? The economy is not that great under the Biden tester regime. But they're coming here, and uh, whether, it's, whether they self-deport because they can't get the jobs, they can't get the benefits, or whether they're forcibly deported by the U.S. government, doesn't really matter. They all need to be deported. These are illegal aliens, they don't respect our laws, and they don't belong here. They're not benefiting our country. I'm all in favor of, of legal immigration that benefits the American citizen. Maybe do we? Maybe we need you know. Maybe we need a, a whole bunch of mechanical engineers or something. Fine, bring in some mechanical engineers. We do not need hordes and hordes and millions and millions of illiterate, illegal aliens from the third world with no skills. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. By the way, we are going to have John Jackson joining us live in studio at 8 a.m. We'll both be taking your phone calls. Until then, it's just me and you and open phones, 406-294-0970, whatever you want to talk about. Got a message from Bob in Columbus. Bob says, good morning. Who is feeding all these people that are coming over illegally? I don't see a chuck wagon following behind them. Good question, Bob. Uh, well, the New York Post says, uh, at least in one instance, there was a church that was feeding these uh, illegal alien um, caravan people. I think a lot of them are being fed by leftist nonprofits, uh, these NGOs, the, these quote-unquote charity organizations funded by George Soros. These are the same organizations that are operating around the world, um, advising uh, potential illegal aliens about what they need to do and say to, to get themselves an asylum claim and an asylum court date in the U.S. and then be released into the interior of the U.S. to go wherever they want, whether that's the Bozeman construction industry, you name it. Uh, so that's I, I don't know the, the the complete answer to that. I mean, you know, I think I have seen some interviews with some of these illegals where they talk about how 
you know, they've been on this journey for months. Some of these people have been on these journey, this journey to come to America for months and months and months. And they'll run out of money and they'll run out of food. And so then they'll like stop wherever they're at and they'll work or they'll try to do some kind of a labor job for a little while to get a little bit of money, buy some more food. And then they continue on their path. Now, when it comes to these caravans, um, they're funded. There's, they appear to be well-funded. I mean, this, uh, you know, this New York Post article about this current caravan is basically, it's, it's talking about there's like this activist guy who's with them, who's coordinating this. Where's he getting his funding? Um, it's this, uh, let's see, what, what was the name of this guy? Luis Garcia Villagran. Luis Garcia Villagran. Um, he's accompanying the group, um, and he says, we won't stop. We'll keep walking. I don't know how anybody can watch these. You watch these interviews of these illegal aliens, and they're so entitled, and they say they don't care, and they're coming here, and they're getting away with it. Illegal aliens from all over the world, and all over the world, they're coming here, and they don't respect America. They don't respect our laws. They don't care about anything but themselves. Uh, they're here illegally. They're, I mean, it's just, it's infuriating to, to see this stuff. And then you've got John Testers and the Joe Bidens of the world supporting this and, and encouraging it, actively encouraging it, allowing this to continue to go on. We do not need, here's the thing. We don't necessarily need new laws um, to, to fix our system because obviously Donald Trump was able to fix it and stop the illegal invasion by all these illegal aliens without, you know, implementing new laws. Um, however, we can potentially force the Biden administration to do basically what the Trump administration had done by put passing new laws. And something's got to change with this asylum. Like the fact that the fact that you can come here and just claim asylum and then you're allowed into the inside of the country, interior of the country, and you're given a court date in 2030 or 2031. That's absurd. That should not be allowed. Whatever's on the books, whatever law is on the books that is allowing that to happen should not be there. What it should say is, number one, in order to claim asylum in the United States of America, you have to be fleeing from a country that borders America. You don't get to, you don't get to travel all, you know, halfway around the world or all the way around the world um, to come here and, and cross through you know, 20, 30, 40 countries and then come to the United States and say, oh, I finally got here. This is the one. Oh, I'm finally safe. I'm finally safe. Oh, come on. If you were really fleeing from your country and you're in a legitimate asylum claimant, I'm pretty sure, you know, one of those 20 or 30 countries that you passed through, you know, you probably could have been safe there. You probably could have filed for asylum there. These are fraudulent asylum claims. Uh, it, it's just it, it, it's as simple as that. These are fraudulent. First of all, they come here. They come here illegally. They break our laws. And then when you interview them, they're arrogant. They're conceited. They don't care about anybody but themselves. They don't care about the law. They don't care about the United States. They don't care about our border. Uh, they they are selfish. Um, they're a lot of them are, are, are. It's just it's infuriating to watch because of the arrogance and the disrespect that they show. So they come here. They come here illegally. They disrespect our laws. They disrespect our borders. They disrespect our country. So the first thing they do is an illegal act. And then the second thing they do is an illegal act by filing a fraudulent asylum claim. So they're here. Their first two acts are both illegal. Crossing the border illegally. That's illegal. Filing a fraudulent asylum claim. That's illegal. 
So it's it's literally one illegal act after another by these people, and you interview them, and they're so arrogant and entitled, and they believe that they're in, they they have every right to come here illegally. That's the sense that you get in a lot of these interviews. I mean, it's 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 really infuriating. Uh, but you know, this is uh, continuing to go on, and uh, you know, the Mexican government is now apparently talking to the the Democrats, um, and they say that they're urging the Biden administration to ease up on restrictive sanctions against the governments of Cuba and Venezuela. So that's the problem, guys. The problem is, is that the United States is, is being too hard on Cuba and Venezuela, and that's the reason the Cuban and Venezuelan economies are, are garbage and all of those, their citizens are wanting to come to the United States. Hmm. No, maybe maybe it's not U.S. economic policy towards Cuba and Venezuela that's that's destroyed their economies. Maybe it's communism and socialism. Ever thought of that one? The Mexican president also wants to see the U.S. dole out more money to struggling Latin American countries, which some migrants say they're fleeing in search of better economic opportunities. So, again, and this John Tester and Joe Biden agree with the Mexican president, by the way. They, they, you know, Kamala Harris and John Tester, they always talk about how, well, you know, what we really need to do is we don't we don't need to secure our border because that's pretty much impossible. People can climb fences and cut through fences. What we really need to do is is address the the underlying source of the problem, which is that there's bad economies in uh, in, in Central America, Mexico, Latin America, Africa, Asia. You name it. That's the real problem. Let's just let's just take taxpayer dollars. Let's just take government funds, which they're broke. We don't have any money to give to these other countries. We're broke. But let's let's just print. This is the Democrat idea. This is the John Tester, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris idea. Let's just print a bunch more dollars and send them down to Central America and South America. Yeah, that'll that'll stop the illegal alien invasion. Print a bunch of dollars and send them down. It's absurd. <laughs> Throwing cash at the problem is not going to fix it. You send a bunch of cash down to a lot of these countries, it's going to go right into the pockets of their corrupt leaders. It's not going to do one thing to fix What these countries really need, they need constitutional conservative governments that have the rule of law, that protect private property rights, Second Amendment, free speech, uh, a working court system. That's what they need. If they actually had the rule of law in a lot of these c countries, their economies wouldn't be so garbage. Um, if they didn't have so much corruption, their economies wouldn't be so garbage. So, I mean, it's just it's it's hard to even take some of this stuff um, and read these stories without without losing your temper. But here we are. That's what's going on. That's the story. Um, I was talking about this electric vehicle thing where John Tester and Joe Biden pulled two hundred and eighty billion dollars from Medicare's prescription drug. Uh, program and, and, is, and is sending it over to the EV subsidies. So any of you folks out there that are on Medicare, um, just know that John Tester and Joe Biden took $280 billion from Medicare's prescription drug provisions and, and sent it over to, to leftist climate initiatives um, instead of trying to lower prescription drug costs for seniors. So any, any seniors out there that are paying for prescription drugs, you can thank John Tester and Joe Biden for pulling $280 billion. And of course... This is all going. So they're going to pull two hundred eighty billion dollars from the Medicare prescription. You know, it's like it's just so. And then and then what we're going to be told is that it's the Republicans that want to cut Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security. 
That's what that's what people think. People think out there that oh wow we're gonna actually if you don't don't vote for Republicans because they'll pull money and cut Medicare and Medicaid. Well, let's look at facts here, please. Who's the one that's actually have done that? Democrats, Joe Biden, John Tester, all to put more money into EVs, which have a quote unquote rotten track record. EVs caught fire in the aftermath of flooding from Hurricane Ian in 2022. Uh, EVs have been known to simply just burst into flames and burn. Um, EVs are a horrible fiscal commitment. Th- this one even shocked me. Listen to this. The equivalent price of refueling an EV is $17 a gallon. If you include if you include tax credits, rebates, subsidies, regulations, and mandates, and how much these EVs are actually costing us, $17 a gallon. $17 a gallon. That's what these EVs are costing to, to refuel. David Noble in for Aaron Flint. We'll be right back. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Go on. His approval rating is in the tank with Democrats, not just Republicans. The United Auto Workers are now threatening to dump Biden over his electric vehicle obsession. Uh, Joe Biden is scaring Democrats now. Another headline. And, and by the way, these are now, you know, mainstream media places. The Atlantic is writing, step aside, Joe. The president has no business running for office at age 80. The Hill, when is the optimal time for Biden to drop out of this race? Democrats are trying to displace him. Mark my words. This effort is real, is not contrived, and not a conspiracy theory. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. You know, you worked hard to build your retirement savings. Now Phoenix Capital, well, they want to help you fuel that growth and you can invest in their corporate bonds through your 401k or IRA and start earning tax-deferred annual returns now ranging from 9 to 13%. Now, there are multiple options with different rates and terms to choose from. And by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's high-yield corporate bonds, well, you have the potential to earn those interest rates, as I said, now ranging from 9 to 13%. Additionally, this investment is not only financially beneficial, but also a vote of confidence in the future of America's energy sector. So sign up for the Phoenix Capital Group's free investor webinar. You can sign up at phoenixonhannity.com. And as always, before making any investment decision, you got to carefully consider, review any and all risk involved. Check them out, phoenixonhannity.com today for more information. That's phoenixonhannity.com. This is the Montana Economic Minute. It's forecasting season, and it's time for the annual ritual of poking fun at the forecasters who made calls for this year that didn't pan out, which is fair, no doubt. But it rings a little hollow when those making the jest never seem to go on record with their own forecasts. But truth be told, the forecasters got most of the calls right this time. The one that didn't happen, of course, was a recession. But inflation did moderate even more substantially than they predicted. Price swings for commodities like oil and wheat smoothed out as well, as markets settled in for a longer period of conflict in Ukraine. And labor markets remained tight, despite a spate of high-profile layoffs at tech companies. 
They said it couldn't be done and perhaps it still won't be happen. But each passing day gives more evidence that the soft landing of the economy with moderating inflation without setting off a recession has been accomplished. Was that in your forecast? I'm Patrick Barkey. Receive a full hour of exclusive vendor time plus a free drink. Learn more at MissoulaWeddingFair.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American. Join me live this Sunday night. America is confronted with serious financial issues, budgetary problems, inflation, underemployment, massive illegal immigration, and a dysfunctional border crisis, as well as an unresolved fentanyl problem. We can discuss these issues and many more live this Sunday night with you. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios, trusted by the Northwest, Montana-owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. 406-294-0970, if you want to be on the show. Got a message from Sean in Shelby. Sean says, quote, I guarantee the churches don't or haven't had enough money. I think that's right, Sean. I think it's a combination uh, I, I think I think that's a combination of George Soros funding, other funding from leftists, uh, other funding from NGOs, uh, churches are helping people, and then I think the migrants themselves uh, are 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 partially funding this. And of course, let's not forget about the cartels. The cartels are funding a lot of this, and then what happens is then the the cartel uh, funds start part, part of this and helps these people. And then when they get to the United States, now they owe the cartel five grand or ten grand or fifteen grand or whatever it is, and now they're basically slaves to the cartel. They have to do whatever the cartel says, and the cartel is, is operating. They've got all these houses uh, along the uh, in, in the along the southern border. They've got these cartel houses where they'll they'll go and they'll take people and they'll put them in there. And you know, if you're a if you're a, a young girl or a, or a young woman, then you're likely to be turned into a sex slave and a, a you know, forced prostitution and you name it before these cartels to pay back the money for the cartels. And so, you know, I don't pretend to know the inside. The the ins- I've always wondered myself, what on earth are these caravans? How is there a caravan of illegal aliens coming to the, U- the U.S. border? Who organized this? Who funded it? Why isn't the U.S. government doing something to say, no, not a single person? In- First of all, Let's uh, let's fly drones over this little caravan and get pictures of all these people's faces. And then when they show up at the border, say, nope, sorry, you're not coming in. We've, we've got a policy against caravans or just so anything. Something could be done. Um, it, it's really absurd. Instead, what the John Tester, Joe Biden Democrats want to do is, is they want to follow the California example. Give these illegal aliens driver's licenses and then let them become police officers. Um, under This is from Just the News. Under state and federal law, illegal aliens are prohibited from having firearms. LAPD Oversight Committee approved new guidelines for allowing illegal alien police officers to be armed at all times. What an ox... These people... You know, you oftentimes see these tweets on Twitter when you see stories like this. And somebody will just, just respond and say, they hate you. And it's 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 very difficult to see the justification or the reasoning or the feelings behind something like this, other than that these Democrats hate the American citizens. They, how, they want to take your guns away. And I've got stories here as well about these, the Democrats. The Democrats have bills in Congress right now to do gun control, to take away guns, to ban certain guns. And you know they want to take away all your guns. It's all just, uh, it's just political, uh, 
political lies that to, when Democrats say they're not trying to take all your guns. But if they want to take, they want to take your guns. They want to give illegal aliens guns, and then they want to make illegal aliens law enforcement. So now you're an American citizen. You're going to have an armed illegal alien coming to you as an American citizen, and then arresting you because you have a gun. That's where we're headed as a country. It kind of reminds me of uh, uh, there was a story that I talked about a week ago or maybe two weeks ago about how 20% of Americans admitted to, to voter fraud in 2020 election uh, by filling out other people's ballots. And, and think about the world that people may, may ask, well, why do we have a prohibition on filling out other people's ballots? Well, the reason is, is think about what happens if you have all male, all male elections, like pretty much like we have in Montana. Notice, notice that no politician in Montana is suggesting going away from all male elections, which we basically have here. The vast majority of Montanans vote by mail, vote permanent absentee. Um, we also have this weird thing in person, in person absentee vote. It, it's bizarre. But notice how no, no, no Montana politicians want to get rid of that. But think about what happens if you allow ballot harvesting, you allow people to fill out other people's ballots and you have all male elections. Well, then you just send out the ballots, send out the ballots to everywhere. And then you have a group to go up and just gather them all up. And then the group itself votes them and then and then delivers them. Okay, imagine how corrupt that is.